You are now listening to Underqualified Moms. We're your hosts, Shonda and Britt. This podcast is all about motherhood, marriage, careers, spirituality, and everything in between. And we have vowed to speak unapologetically about it all. Hello, everyone. Hi. (laughs) Welcome back for another episode of Underqualified Moms. Today's going to be a little different. A lot of our episodes lately have been kind of telling our stories and they've been, you know, detailed and kind of long. And some people are into that. Some people aren't, but whatever. Uh, But today we're mixing it up. We are uh, doing something a little bit more fun, a little more loosey-goosey. We are doing our top 10 red flags when dating. I'm so excited. I know. And it's really, it's not, you know, we're not doing 10 each. It's five for me, Shonda, and five for Britt. So we're just going to kind of popcorn and go back and forth. Yeah. Also, whenever, because we record these two on a phone, and so you guys will learn with me and Shonda, we end up matching we do more often than not we're both wearing rom- yeah. black rompers this today. is like never planned but like our colors and everything mm-hmm. are typically like she'll show up somewhere or i'll show up and we're in the same shit we I actually we need it. to start anytime we hang out we need to start like snapping a pic whenever we first get together showing our <laughs> okay. outfits and how yeah. i guess we just have the same style or something because we always look the exact same but we really do it's fine that always works though. it's all right we do look like we plan it we look like <laughs> losers really <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's a red flag would that be a red flag that someone would point out about us i'd probably be like oh my god these girls dress the same all the time <laughs> pathetic like they're calling each other going hey what are you wearing tonight what are you wearing yeah we really actually don't do that no if <laughs> i mean i there have been a couple of times where i've been like what should i wear to something like this and yeah. you'll be like oh well i'm gonna wear like just jeans and a tank top or something and so i'll be like okay yeah. and i'll show up in like jeans and a top and they'll end up being the same color <laughs> Same kind of boots, same style of jeans, same kind of earrings, everything. Yeah, so every time. It's just our, it's our vibe. It's it's what we do. But okay. So top Strange. 10 red flags. I'm going to let you go first. Okay. So mind you again, both of us have been married and in relationships for six, seven years uh-huh. now. So dating has been out of the picture for a really <laughs> long time. But these are all red flags that we saw or that we could think of from when we were dating do you think any of our old ex-boyfriends will ever come across our podcast i don't know i hope not maybe (laughs) i guess we'll see how big we get i mean if the shoe fits (laughs) so what is your first red flag that you thought of these Um, are in no particular order by the way So I would say my first red flag, we're speaking this too to any single girls like that are starting to kind of fall for a guy. Yeah, like look for these things and like really pay attention and like know that they're red flags. Um, So my first one is when he lives with his parents. (laughs) Sounds a little judgy to me. (laughs) I mean, okay, we'll say this. This does not 
go for everyone because I will say that I have known very good guys who ended up in a divorce in their later years and had to move back in with their parents just for a little bit or they were getting a house renovated like there was stuff going on and so like that type of stuff is understandable. So you're speaking specifically to the kind that like purposefully purposefully like yes. leech off of their parents. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Those ones. I don't know if I've ever met Oh my God. Someone that does well. Yes. Mm, I take that back. (laughs) Yeah. There, yeah. If you are, especially in like your middle, late 20s and up, like, you just shouldn't. (laughs) And I feel bad because I feel like this is a double standard, though, because I feel like if girls live with their parents, it's totally different. Yeah. Fine. Absolutely. But I feel like as a man, it's, and again, this goes back to when I was dating, Mm -hmm. but. Did you date if, someone who lived with their parents? Yes. Well, <laughs> I, kind of dating. Um, okay. But I don't want to go back to your parents' house at the end of the <laughs> night. You know, we're getting our freak on and your parents' bedroom is like right above. Yeah. Like, or then like I'm you have good. to always go back to your place if you want to do anything because they live with their yeah. parents. And again, I feel like it's very situational. Like if they're in it a is. transition period, if they're, like you said, waiting on a house reno or something yeah. like that, like it's justifiable that's different. But when you're if just it's, not getting your shit together. Yeah, when like, they've just never left their parents' yeah. house because it's easier that way, I'm like, Meh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I will say the one person that I'm really like, mainly thinking of, um, obviously, I'm not going to say names, but lived with his parents <laughs> and he was a cool guy. And at that age, I was in my younger 20s, probably. Mm-hmm. And so he was later 20s, should have been out of his parents' house. Yeah. But at the time, I was kind of into him. And so I'm like, okay, it's not a big deal, blah, blah, blah. Ignoring the red flags like most single people do. <laughs> and like one night we were there and his dad walked in on oh, us. Aunt yes. Walked in yes. while. Yes. <gasps> Yes. Oh, I would be mortified. Yes. So again, just don't. Just, just don't. don't. Just move out. Just don't. <laughs> unless you want to be caught doing the freaky deaky <laughs> by, by this guy's parents, then I suggest oh my that you do not date somebody living with their parents. But again, just those ones that yeah. are not wanting to get their shit together and are just purposefully living there and... Okay, yeah, I get that. That's my that's my uh, first I, red flag. I get that. I get that. Okay, so that was Brit, by the way. Mm. So you guys are also going to notice with these two how different our dating they are. Brits are much more uh, shallow, I think. <laughs> but again, it's all about balance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. My first one, Shonda, Shonda's first one, is how they treat people who can do nothing for them. So how they treat waiters and waitresses or hostesses. And this might just be because I worked a lot of jobs like that. (laughs) But how they work, how they uh, treat people in retail, how they, you know, treat their building janitors, you know, people like that. People who can do nothing for them, they get nothing out of treating them nicely. It's just, it's kind of like taking your shopping cart back at the end of the day. Obviously, you don't get any gold stars because you do it, but you do it because it's just the right thing to do yeah you know that always has been something that I noticed right off the bat how how do you treat 
everyone? Do you mm-hmm. treat everyone with kindness? Do you treat everyone with respect? That's big for me. I, I don't like that uh, that disrespectful, cocky attitude that some guys will get toward people who they see as lesser than them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and that's what I love about Michael because he's the type of guy, and I think Aaron probably is too, is that even if we're at a restaurant, we don't have the best service Mm -hmm. he's still gonna tip it's almost like they don't even notice they just they still tip they just ignore Mm -hmm. it they you know they just give them the benefit of the doubt yeah if anything you and i are the ones who are like why don't they get their shit together but it's probably because we worked those jobs no that's so true (laughs) like i could be doing a better job right now but yeah and that's something that I've always seen about Aaron from the beginning. He always just glowed with Mm -hmm. niceness. Like he's always been a very kind person and he's kind to everybody, like no matter who you are. See, and I think for me, this sounds so bad. (laughs) This this was not a red flag for me because I was an asshole. I used to be a dick. I literally remember at your wedding telling your stepdad, I think Britt would have been my bully in high school. Probably. And he straight up, he goes, no, she wasn't. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. In high school, though, I wasn't. High school, I really wasn't a bully. Yeah. I was kind of, well, I was a bully, like, to the bullies. Like, yeah. those people that were mean. Yeah. You were a dick when someone gave you a reason to Yes. Yeah. yeah, but when it came to, we were just talking about the whole tipping thing. And again, I worked in the restaurant industry, mm-hmm. but I was very much, if you're a shitty waitress and you're not helping yourself at all, I'm not going to tip you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think things have definitely changed a lot yeah. since then, but I think that's why that probably wasn't one of my favorite Yeah, that's, yeah. I used Makes to be a dick so well. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Growth. Growth is a thing. <laughs> Even though your top five red flags wouldn't really show that, but it's fine. (laughs) Okay, what's your next one? So my next one, (laughs) okay, this is another red flag. And this is, I'm saying this because it's happened to me. But this again was when I was on all the dating apps and stuff. And which, okay, dating apps can be really hard. I think that, or websites, whatever it is, because you really don't know what a person looks like until you're right in Stranger front of danger. Them. Oh, yeah. This was, I will tell you the story and you're going to shit your pants. This is how, and why catfish was invented. This is also why people get murdered. <laughs> so I was living in the city. This was obviously, again, pre-Michael. Mm-hmm. And I'd been on Tinder and I was meeting people. And there's this really cute guy. We're just going to call him Bob. It really wasn't his name. I, that's actually, I hope I you not. wouldn't date a Bob. No, that's a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding for any Bobs that are listening. Uh, no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> no. So anyways, I meet this guy, Bob, and he's super cute. He's an EMT. His pictures are great. I find him on Facebook and everything. It's all cool. Okay. So I'm living with Kristen at the time, mm-hmm. which shout out to Kristen if you're listening. <laughs> um, we love Kristen. And... Oh, God, I can't. And so we're getting ready to go on our first date. And Kristen is at the house, like, getting ready because she was going out that night, whatever. Yeah. Well, the guy shows up, Bob, shows up to my front door. And I open the door. And I, like, it makes me sick to my stomach even now to think about. He didn't look like his picture? No. He did, but he was the ugly twin. Of his like picture. say yeah, like say there's a set of twins and one's like the uglier twin. <laughs> it was kind of a situation like that, 
And so he was super short, maybe just a smidge taller than I am. Oh. And you guys, I'm only five foot exact. Yeah. <laughs> so his pictures made him look taller. Like, I guess I just didn't pay attention. He was never by people. Yeah. So I never realized it. And he was also really skinny. And I remember answering, I got this sickening feeling in my You're stomach. Like, Are you Bob? <laughs> Yeah, it was so weird. And I could tell it was him. Yeah. Just again, the uglier twin. It just didn't, of, yeah. didn't quite. He, he picked his best photos, yes. best angles. Yeah. And especially now, because I'm all about, with my work of listen to your gut, yeah. listen to what you're feeling, follow your intuition. Mm -hmm. I should have fucking done that in that moment. <laughs> and I did not. I, in my stomach was, this is not, no, yeah. this feels weird. And so what does my dumb ass do? He's at my door. I yeah, can't just, oh, <clears throat> sorry, I'm <laughs> sick after I'm just standing there fine. Yeah. So I go in the bathroom because Kristen's getting ready. I'm getting ready to go. Just keep your phone by you. I don't know how this is going to go. Yeah. So we go not too far from the house, thankfully. We're going to sit at dinner and he's acting so weird. And I don't know if it's because he could tell that maybe I was there. I don't know, like some weird shit was yeah. going on. So anyways, he's sitting at the table. We're across from each other and he's not even talking to me. He's just silent. He won't really say anything. And I'm like, okay, oh, that's what's weird. happening? So then I'm kind of on my phone because, okay, this guy's not going to talk to me. I need to find a ride. I don't yeah. know what's happening. So we're sitting there. And finally, I just look at him because, again, this is the old Brit. And I just call him out. And I'm like, dude, what's your fucking deal? Oh, my God. Yeah, like I was pissed. And mind you, the waiter had already come over and gotten our drink orders. And I think, I don't know if he got our food orders. I don't think he did yet. It was just our drink orders. And I was like, what is your deal? I don't know what's happening. You're acting all weird. And he started losing his shit on me. You're in your phone. You're talking to somebody else. And I'm like, what is happening? I'm in the twilight zone <laughs> right now. And so he stands up. And I think he's going to go to the bathroom. No, he stands up and looks at me. And he goes, I'm fucking leaving. <gasps> so then Brittany's just pissed. So <laughs> Brittany goes from zero to 60. Unlike, oh, unlike Brittany <laughs> now, who's, okay, cool. Whatever. Let him be then. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to. Yeah, you know. whatever. Not going to. No, engaged. I get up and follow him and I'm like storming behind him out the door and I'm yelling. I don't even remember Yo, what I was yelling. Y'all dined and dashed. Oh, no, we didn't order our food yet. We hadn't ordered yet. We oh, didn't even make okay. it that far. Okay. <laughs> like, didn't even get that far. I had been gone from my oh, house for sad. maybe 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> well, it's probably good that it didn't drag on too long. Oh, then, my God. And so then the worst part is my dumbass gets into the truck with him. I get into the truck. For him to take me home, like I should have, looking back, I should have just called somebody Why to come get me. I know. And so then he starts driving. He's flipping out of the, the uh, parking lot, driving like a maniac. And I just remember we're slowly, well, we're quickly coming up on my exit. And I'm thinking, I get this sickening feeling. And like I'm like, he's not gonna oh my off. God. Yeah. I instantly in that moment was like, I've got to jump out. I have to jump out of this truck. <laughs> he is not like, I was so sick to my stomach. Yeah. Thankfully, he did. Yeah. He took off off down he went in to our neighborhood and he parked in front of the house and he looks at me and I just remember I looked at him and I go you're a fucking psychopath <laughs> and I got out and I slammed the door and I walked my happy ass inside and Kristen's on the couch and she's like are you okay like why are you here you're so like soon? no yeah, <laughs> I was I was freaking out. I was in such a panic because now I'm like, this guy knows where I live. Well, you don't have someone you meet on a social media app 
meet you I at know. your house. Also, all you single girls, listen <laughs> to this too. Do not have them meet you. I know it sounds like the great romantic, charming thing to do to have them pick you up from your house. No. Don't do that. If because- you're meeting someone from online for the first yeah. time in person, you meet in a public space and you bring your own vehicle. <laughs> that way, if they're not the person that they said they were, or if it, things are going south, you're able to leave in your own vehicle on your own time whenever you want. And they don't know where you live. Yeah, don't follow my example. Don't listen. Bit, no, uh, yeah. We need to, I think our next episode should be top 10 red flags about Brit. Yeah, probably. <laughs> about Brit's dating life. Because <laughs> that's also how you and Michael was, met. I know. Yeah, it was complete opposite. My dating life was trash. I can't believe you're still with us today. I, yeah, there's so many times I probably should have been murdered. <laughs> I should have not. I should have disappeared. I should have been in somebody's oh trunk God. or in a lake. I don't even know. You but. should have been on one of my true crime podcasts that I'm listening to yeah, today. I, yeah. But you're here. I know. Like, I'm glad you're here. I know. I slept with a knife under my pillow that <laughs> night. And my get this. After he left, within an hour, he started texting me and acted like nothing happened. He didn't even say no, sorry. He just no, started talking normal. No, he just started talking like a normal human being. And I was like, okay, block. Uh, block. You're crazy. That's so yeah. weird. So uh, mm-hmm. don't. So I guess those are a few things. It's like red flag. Don't have him come to the house, even if he insists on coming yeah, to your house. Meet in public. Yeah, meet in public. If he does not look the same, bounce the fuck out. Bounce the fuck get, out. Get, 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 get out. Get sick. Have a friend call you and say that there's an emergency. Oh, yeah. Or go to the bathroom and jump out the window. I don't care. Whatever it is, <laughs> at this point, you don't need to be sorry. There's a there's a saying from one podcast where it's, oh, be rude, stay alive. Be weird, be rude, stay alive. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, think that's I was crime all of those things. Weird, rude, and yeah. I'm still alive. So <laughs> it was a little unconventional, but we're here. Okay. On to my Shonda's number two. Second red flag, their relationship with their mom. I mm-hmm. think that their relationship with their mom is very telling of how they're going to be. Okay. And again, this is very circumstantial because there's a very thin line I have seen where they can have a really, really great relationship with their mom. And then it's like a toxic mama's boy kind of situation. Yeah. I don't like that. I think my mother-in-law and I's relationship is amazing. And her relationship with Aaron is amazing. Like it's very much... She, you know, she holds him accountable. They are, they, they communicate really well. Mm -hmm. Like they have a very balanced relationship. And I have just seen some major horror (laughs) stories when it comes to mother-in-law relationships. Yeah. There's a whole, it's like toxic mother-in-law TikTok. Like there is a whole world of people who gather because of their toxic mother-in-laws. And it's always, it is like borderline incestuous sometimes. The relationships that mothers will have with their sons. I need to be careful of what I say. Um, (laughs) I know. The mother-in-laws who show up to their son's wedding wearing white dresses because their son is getting married. And the mother-in-laws who just no matter what their son does, it's like, oh, he's my baby boy. He can never do anything wrong. Like Mm -hmm. toxic, toxic, toxic. It is very important. And if they treat their mom like shit, it's like yeah. that is just as bad as them having like a weird toxic relationship with their mom. Uh, if they treat their mom like shit, they don't respect women in general. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, she birthed him. If she gives him no justifiable reason to, you know, treat her badly, yeah. then, yeah, that's a red flag, 
I don't, it's not cool to treat your mom like shit. And there's a lot of situations where like their mom will be really toxic and abusive and narcissistic. And so they take themselves out of the situation and they, you know, cut them off and don't have a relationship. That's totally different. But if they're just like a dick to their mom, just because that's who they are, then that's who they are. Then they're Mm -hmm. just a dick. It doesn't have anything to do with the mom. Yeah, no, I agree with that too. I think the, uh, the relationship with the mom is a very important thing to look at. You, uh, you want to make sure that they treat their mom well, but you also want to make sure that it's not, um, that they aren't too close. Yeah, I guess I never made it far enough in relationships to meet their moms. I mean, this is my, this is why this wasn't a red flag. (laughs) I wasn't a red flag. I never got far enough in the relationships to know how their relationships were with their moms. So yes, but I could see how this was a red flag. Yeah, like when they're enablers and they just Mm -hmm. allow their kids talk to you. Which I know, yeah, I I knew a few people like that. But other than that, I mean, most of the people that I've dated, their moms have been like really amazing. And I freaking hit the jackpot with my mother-in-law. So that's not something I got to worry about. <laughs> so, moving on. Britt, what is your number three? Okay. So, my third one is again going back to the dating apps. It's kind of is like the catfish thing. It's yeah. um if you meet somebody online or on an app and they are continuously making excuses for you know, when you try to meet up or you do have plans to meet up and something happens and it's always just an excuse, mm-hmm. that's a total Never red tries flag. to like FaceTime yeah. or anything if like that. If there's no FaceTime that's happened, like you have not physically seen them yeah. without like, no, I'm not talking about pictures. I am talking about FaceTime or in person, yeah. Zoom. I don't even know what footage. you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, then they're not a real person. Yeah, there's <laughs> I mean, some weird. They're a real person, but, but they ain't the right person. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying that the guy you're talking to, mm-hmm. let's say he's this really attractive, um, tall, handsome, mm-hmm. tatted guy, if you like that type of stuff. Um, and his name is, I don't know, we'll just say Bob. <laughs> We'll just say we'll just say Bob again. Bob. <laughs> um, if you have not physically met in person or FaceTimed or anything, then you are going to be meeting fat, balding, fifty-some-year-old <laughs> George. The, not the one that yeah. you're thinking you're talking yeah. to. No, not at all. Have you ever heard of the story of Daniel Laplante? No, is this on one of your creepy? It is. Sh- I don't know. And it is the epitome of that. So, this girl who I think she was young, I mean, she was probably like 14, 15. Did she die? No. Oh. Um, but it it's even freakier than that. Right. I'm sure she would have preferred that, honestly. But he basically was messaging her as like a football kid from her school and had his pictures and everything. He comes to pick her up for a date, and he's kind of this nerdy kid that is just in her town. I don't I don't even know if they went to school together, but he's not the guy that he was saying that he was. But she was still really nice. She's still like she, – She's still got in the truck. She, <laughs> yeah, she's still got in the truck. Yeah, so she still went on the date with him. She tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. Well, a bunch of freaky shit starts happening in her house, and it's actually really sad because her mother had died, and her and her little sister did a seance trying to talk to their mom, and stuff started happening. So they thought that like, a demon had gotten in their house – Turned out that kid was living in the walls of their house and had just had been living in there. He busts out of the walls with an axe 
wearing their mother's wedding dress, a wig, <laughs> makeup, all kinds of shit. You need to listen to that story. It is, I have goosebumps. Like, I'm literally, right now. I know. So, people, <gasps> make sure. Don't get in the truck if they don't look don't like Don't get them. in the truck. <laughs> if they are a catfish, run away. <laughs> Great. Run away. Bob, is, Bob from Bob. mine, my last story is probably living He's in probably my He's probably living in your house right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, no, yeah. thank you. Catfishing is a, <gasps> a a real thing. So there's a whole show based no, on it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay, moving on to Shonda's third. That's a real quick move on. To it what is. We're just, just gonna skip right over that, and I'm just gonna <laughs> let y'all look it up on your own. If you haven't heard that story, look into it. Um. Okay. So third red flag for me is the way they are about their vehicles. If they treat their vehicle like it's their baby, it's always pristine, they're always upgrading it with fancy things. If they have a name for it. If they have a name for it. (laughs) It just, it turns me off, man. And I'm just not sentimental about objects, you know? I'm not, I've never been sentimental about houses or cars or pieces of furniture or anything like that. So when someone especially men when men can get so emotional about their vehicles it just weird and i think it may stem from some trauma because i saw a show one time about how like a guy would have sex with his car oh when God. i was a kid what are you you watch and know. listen to the weirdest it shit it just came across my tv i don't know how i was Ugh. watching it but now it <laughs> followed me into my adulthood where if they're just weird about their car i'm nah Nah, I'm out of and yeah, it really I have sensitive ears. Okay. So if you're gonna have a loud ass vehicle <laughs> and you're gonna drive by me and rev uh-huh. your engine, I just want you to die in that moment. In that moment. <laughs> I just it just really took a turn. <laughs> it took, I hate when people have those insanely loud mm-hmm. what are the muffler pipe thing yeah. that stick out the back of the car i don't know the exhaust i don't wait that's the smoke that comes out isn't it no no is the exhaust the pipe that's connected to the back of the car i think it's the muffler muffler okay so i said yeah. it right okay yeah it's fine <laughs> see if we're wrong <laughs> people are gonna us. be like y'all are stupid uh but yeah i really i just i mean a car is a car it gets you from point a to point b like you know, you're rich and you want to have a bunch of toys and that happens to be fancy cars fine but yeah. when you get a little too sentimental a little too emotional about your mm-hmm. car that's a red flag to me um, yeah i think so too when i look back at my dating it's like i always wanted to date guys that drove you know big trucks and all this now though it's so funny because we live in the country and no offense, but I do make fun of those guys that have those those big ass trucks oh, and there's no dirt on them. Mud. And I'm like, why do you even have that truck? I know. And when they drive like, like what is the big Dodge Duel, I hope you're fucking stuff. enjoying it now with this six dollar gas. <laughs> Your gas bill is probably two hundred dollars. But and that's the thing too, because I grew up 
spending half of my childhood on a ranch when yeah. people had big heavy duty trucks, big dualies. Mm-hmm. It was for hauling big horse trailers yes. and it was for a purpose. Yes. So when they drive stuff like that in the and city no purpose. and there's no purpose other than just being just big and bad and, and being like, loud and like yeah. creating smoke and shit, um, you're yeah. a tool. And we always joke that they have a little dick. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. In case you guys didn't know that Compensating. about yourself, people do talk about that. <laughs> we do. Just throwing that out there. And, I mean, what guy has to jump into their big-ass truck <laughs> and do they really think, oh, girls totally want to have sex with yeah. me because I have this big-ass truck? Yeah. No, like, it's really weird. Do they think that that's what we think? That we look at them with their Probably. fancy cars or their loud... If they blaze by me as I'm walking down the street with my kid and they yeah. rev their fucking engine so loud and it makes the egg muffle exhaust thing <laughs> scream... Do they think that I'm like, oh my god, that's so attractive? Yeah, Fuck I no. think I think so. I think that I don't think that guys pay attention to whether you have a ring on your finger or if you're pushing a baby. It's like no. there's nothing there except you. Yeah, <laughs> it, you could even be with your husband, and I, I still know. don't think they would do it. They're like, just, it's just, it's. I feel I like that's a mental thing. I think they need to go to a therapist it, about that. You know, maybe. get an efficient car, get something that's safe, get something that's like Michael. He drives the Prius. Mike drives the Prius. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him so much shit for that when we first and became okay, friends. We live in the country. And so, yes, he drives a Prius and we have my car, but he also does have his big diesel truck. But that's because he works on a ranch. It, it serves in, a purpose. Yeah, we live on a ranch. It's for he hauling takes, things. Yes, he takes cattle in. He picks yeah. up horses. So he needs a truck for that. Exactly. But other than going to work and like, doing that stuff, he drives his Prius. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and when I met Aaron, he, we were living, he was living in downtown Houston, in the center yeah. of Houston. And it was the first time we ever met and we were talking and I was like oh what kind of car do you drive he, he kind of put his hand on his face and he was like don't make fun of me I was like what and he was like I drive the newest edition Kia Optima and I was like why are you what's yeah. wrong with that and he was like I just I know it's kind of like a sissy car but it's it whips around really easy and it's really efficient and it saves a lot of gas yeah. money I was like that is completely logical and that just made you more attractive so. it's so sad though that like society has kind of like trained guys like you should have these big trucks exactly it's masculine and it's yeah. like you know, I mean, obviously my husband didn't give a shit because he got a Prius. So <laughs> there's that. And he even, I mean, when Aaron and I got down here and he started doing carpentry stuff, he got himself a nice Chevy. Like, it was like a Chevy F-250, yeah. a nice big red one. He loved it. But I think he kept it for like, eight months because he was like, no, nah, this, it it's too sense. much money. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't need to be paying for this. Yeah. So he gave it up. So I yeah. think being responsible about your vehicle choice Green flag. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. <laughs> well, and so my next one kind of goes into this a little bit. So, and this is going to be different for all girls because some girls could be really into this. For me, I'm like, mm, no, thank you. Red flag. <laughs> when a guy talks about his money mm-hmm. or the big things he has or the nice house he lives in or all the vacations he goes on or this lavish lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I was like when never, it's almost like showboating. Yeah, I yeah. was never into it. Yeah. Now, I know that some females are. Some females like that type of lifestyle. But I feel like I could also like see through those things. And mm-hmm. when you were doing that so much, I'm oh, that was su- it's such a turnoff to me. I don't care, dude. Well, and if you want to bring me along to experience these things with you, cool. But if you're just going to keep especially right in the beginning you're just going to keep telling me about all the fancy Mm -hmm. things you have and all of the money you come from and stuff like that Mm. yeah you can have money and still be humble exactly 
But I think that's another society thing too, is that society is kind of taught guys in a sense of, oh, girls want you if you have this. Yeah. And if you just like girls, like men want you if you look like this. Right. If you, you know, and so. But don't make having money your whole personality. No. It's a great perk. Don't talk about it. No. There's no need to bring it up. There's no, there's no, that's not a. Um, it's weird yeah. and it's uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't care how many fucking houses you have. No. Like, I probably don't believe you. Yeah. Like, I <laughs> exactly. definitely think you're and lying. That's, yeah. Especially like if you're in the beginning stages of dating and they start telling you information that, that should come later mm-hmm. in your dating journey. Yeah. I have always. I should have put that as my next red flag. I might, we might throw in some extra, an extra one here at the end. But when they unload information that I would consider sensitive too early on, I feel like they're trying to cover up for something. They're trying to compensate. I'm like, no, I want to know it all. Tell me everything. (laughs) Not the financial (laughs) stuff. I I guess not. If they're going to come at me, I'm going to be like, what's your credit score? And if they tell me it's too low, I'm going to move on. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess that's true though, because. It depends on what stage of life you're at. Yeah, it really does depend on what stage of life, of life you're at. Because yeah. I think that in my early 20s before Michael, yeah. I probably wouldn't have even thought about it too much. Mm. But now, I think, you know, God forbid or pray on everything, you know, we don't get divorced. Yeah. But I'm like, one, I would not want to date again. But mm. also, I'd be in such a different stage of my life than what I was in my it's 20s. It's going to be a lot more would. business. It's yeah. you're gonna be like, all right, are you responsible? No, okay, I'm moving on. <laughs> yeah, how much how much debt are you in? And that is so like, funny because that's exactly how Aaron started because he went to petroleum engineering school. It took him a little mm-hmm. longer than usual. I think he was there for like six years. And so he was like, I'm just letting you know. And he also owned a house at the time. He had a vehicle, yeah. he had his student loans. I think we were maybe like a couple months into dating and he was like, I'm gonna let you know. And he but like he'd showed been me married too, yes, and had, he had a daughter. So, so he, he was, was like, like to business. He mm-hmm. wanted to get down to business, and he was like, "I'm gonna let you know how much debt I have." And he was straight up with me, but he also yeah. like he told me his financial plan, and he told me his goals and what he wants to reach. So attractive, yeah. So attractive, yeah, yeah. It definitely does just depend on what stage of life. But I think no matter what stage of life I'm in, if you are the type of guy, and it's always the guys that aren't like super attractive, yeah. I mean, not to be fucking mean, but yeah, like that's because just again, the case. It's like they're, they're like making they're up for something. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, I knew a few guys that were like that. And I was never one that, because there are a lot of women who it doesn't matter what they look like. As long as they have money, then they're good with it. For me, I'm yeah. like, no, if I am not attracted yeah. to you, like, <laughs> it I, ain't no, going to work. <laughs> no, I don't want to wake up to that in the yeah. morning. Like, I'm good. <laughs> So yeah, that's my hey, sugar spot. daddy situations. Though I have considered it, everyone, you know, I'm like you know, <laughs> that doesn't seem like too bad of a deal. I don't know. It just it seems like it's working out for some. Oh, that is pretty funny. Okay, so Shonda's fifth one. Oh, I'm on my fifth one. Am I on my fifth one? Uh, no, I think you're. No, I'm on my fourth four. one. Okay, so I'm on my fourth one. So another red flag while dating. If they're talking shit about their exes and that's it they only Uh say negative things that's a red flag to me because if they're oh yeah i dated this girl she was crazy and then i dated this girl like all my exes are crazy they're all bitches i'm like okay there's one common Mm -hmm. denominator with you and all of your relationships and if every single one of them is crazy and every single one of them is a bitch I I think the I think you need to look inward. <laughs> I think you need to look inward on that one cuz if you um if you just seem to think that everyone else is the problem, I uh yeah, that's a red flag. That's a red flag for me. Yeah. 
I will straight up say it. Michael has crazy exes. <laughs> There's crazy fucking exes. But guess what? He doesn't really talk about it. I'll talk exactly. about it all you day long. You discovered it on your own. Oh, 100%. <laughs> And it I wasn't don't even something care. Mike had to tell I you. don't even care. This is how much I don't care. I don't care if they listen to this podcast <laughs> to know that I'm talking about them. You're crazy. You're crazy. There was like three of them that I can think of off the top of my head that yeah. I'm like, cray cray. Cray cray. You're, you're cray cray. <laughs> no, thank you. Like, and he's, yeah. again, like Michael's such a humble person and just yeah. doesn't really like talk about people. Yeah. But I'm like, no, we need to talk about yeah. this. Well, and the the difference there, it's different if you find it out mm-hmm. for yourself. If you kind of start asking them questions and trying to dig into their relationship history, see what kind of stuff they've gone through, and they start, yeah. you know, giving you the facts and giving you the story, and they let you make up your own mind about, yeah. you know, your opinions of them instead of automatically. It's almost like they're automatically trying to get you on their side when they're just yeah. like, oh, she was a crazy bitch. Like she was jealous. She, you know, all these things. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? Why are you? Why is that the first thing you say? Yeah. You know, it's it's no longer just saying the things that happened. It's like he's trying to taint my my views mm-hmm. of, you know. Yeah. I feel like that happens a lot, though, in people who are divorced mm-hmm. with kids. Yeah. I feel like that happens a lot like mm-hmm. I've seen it happen a lot where the guy will talk about my ex is crazy and this and that yeah. and it's okay but, is but, but really? what's the story yeah. I don't care what you you know what you're trying to like make her out to be what's the story there I want to yeah. know the story I want to know the facts and yeah. then I'll make up my own mind so yeah yeah, yeah, that was something that I can say Aaron has always been you know really good about no, no matter what his uh, past relationships have put him through he uh has always done pretty good he's always done his best to speak positively well especially since you know one of his exes obviously is the mother of his child so he's not going to talk badly about her or anything because there are dads that do that oh absolutely absolutely Mm -hmm. there's definitely and that's a lot of the times what leads to you know toxic co-parenting situations is because they're just instead of caring about you know the children they just care about getting back at their ex or whatever it is so yeah yeah that's uh that's, That's a red a flag one. for me. So, okay. What's your number five? Uh, my number five is again, I feel like we're so different when we talk I about know. this. It's so funny. <laughs> so, if you are talking to a guy, you're really into him, but he usually only invites you to go out to the bars, to go out drinking, um, which cool, great, but never takes you on an actual date. Yeah. So, it's only like party scene. Yes. Get wasted. Go back to the apartment. Yeah. yeah. Because I think there's a few issues in that scenario. Mm-hmm. One, because obviously he just wants you around for a good time. Yeah. Um, he's probably drinking way too much. <laughs> and I look back in my early 20s and like that's what I was doing. I was partying and I was having such a good time. And so, of course, I didn't see those red flags because I'm like, oh, he invited me out. Mm-hmm. I think if that is kind of a common thing of just being invited to go to parties and out and it's never just you two, Yeah, then that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. He's definitely not that into you or yeah. he may like you, but he's definitely not looking to settle down with you Yeah, because he just wants to party. Like so, And which is fine if you're in the same spot, yeah. which is that's so I have a nanny working for me right now. She's a couple years younger than me. So she's still she's in the dating world. She's mm-hmm. and anytime she talking to someone new, she tells me about him. 
and she'll kind of be telling me about what they're into and what she's into and stuff and I'm as she's talking I'm it sounds like you're in two different places it sounds like he's wanting to party and he's wanting to have fun and he's wanting to be Mm -hmm. a playboy and it sounds like you're wanting something more serious the biggest thing is that you're on the same page if you also are only wanting to hang out when you're going out to the bar and going out drinking you just want him around for a good time and he wants that too yeah fine no problem. But you need to be on the same page mm-hmm. with that. It can't be you're wanting to move forward or you're wanting to get more serious and all he wants to do with you is go to the bar mm-hmm. and then go back to his place. Yeah, I think there's the problem with that, though, too, is that guys lead girls on so much. Mm-hmm. And they always so want to keep like, their options open. Yeah, and girls in our heads were like, oh, if, you know, he asked me to come to this and obviously he's into me, maybe eventually he'll – no. he's he's just not he's not going to unless he really starts to settle down with you you guys are spending more alone time together doing dates alone together Mm -hmm. you're meeting family meeting his friends out of the bars does not count no period (laughs) and so if it's always that just know he's really he's not that into you he's just not that into you (laughs) period that's all there is to it okay so my fifth one shonda's fifth one I want to, when are we going to get to the point you think where we stop saying who's talking? Probably won't be for a while. Maybe. Either way. Who knows? Okay. So my fifth one is how they react to your interests and how hard they try to push you into their interests. Mm -hmm. So for example, a guy I dated in high school, he was really into heavy metal and screamo music, which... Funnily enough, I am very into now. That's one of my favorite kinds of music. What? It is. <laughs> Did you not know that about no. me? Oh. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> but you yeah. never. You've never listened to that. Not when I'm around. We've never listened to music together i guess oh yeah. i cannot that i listen i love that's that's really funny i didn't know that you did not know that no about me. but yeah so i didn't like it in high school yeah. but i was dating a guy at the time i was very into country i was very into romantic music pop mm-hmm. things like that kind of just pop culture type stuff i didn't really have much spice back then much flavor i was pretty uh, unseasoned at the time <laughs> But every single time we were in the car together, whether it was his car or my car, we were listening to his music. And Mm -hmm. I didn't like Screamo. I didn't like metal at the time. And he was like, you just have to listen to it. Just get over it and listen to it. And I I would try to show him a song and he would be fucking stupid. It was like everything that I was interested in was stupid. And everything Mm -hmm. that I liked was only because it was popular and only because everybody else liked it. None of my interests were ever valid. Yeah. It was, but all of his were, mm-hmm. you know, like his music was good. His taste in art was yeah. good. His taste in movies and TV shows and everything else, his was better than mine always. Yeah, that's a problem. It is very important to have a balance there where having common interests is good, but respecting each other's interests yeah. is also important. Like you're going to have different interests, period. Yeah. But- Aaron loves some of those. I don't even know what you Bob's Burgers and um, <laughs> so funny. what is that? Oh, what's the other one? Oh, Rick and Morty. Yeah. And as much as I have tried, I'm like, well, I can't. I, I can't get Bob's into Burgers. it. I cannot. <laughs> of course you would. You and Aaron, I swear. I know. And Michael can't I know. It. And I can't. And I'm just like, you know what, babe? You 
I'm going to go do something. You can That's watch as so much funny. Bob's That's Burgers like my love and probably yours for scary movies. Oh, my and God, like Michael yeah. cannot And they're know. both like, mm, no. But again, yeah. it's not like they're saying, ugh, you're so stupid. Like, yeah. Why would you like scary mm-hmm. movies? They're just, you go ahead and go like scary movies. I'm going to go yeah. do something else. <laughs> I'd like to say that a lot of that changes as they mature, but mm. or as they get older, not yeah. as they mature, but as they get older. But unfortunately, like I know guys that are in their 20s, 30s that are still that way. Yeah. And there's a big difference too because I also dated a guy outside of high school who was really into heavy metal and screamo music, but the way he introduced me to it was so gentle and he brought me along with him to enjoy it. And that's how I got into Mm -hmm. it. He helped me Instead of just forcing me to listen to it and was just, oh, get over it. My stuff is good, so you just need to like it. It was like, come to this concert and see how fun it is. And it was so we could jump around and we could be crazy because this music was so fun. So he, it was almost like he helped me learn how to like this stuff Mm -hmm. instead of just expecting me to because his taste and stuff was better. It's very important that when you're dating someone, they respect your interests, even if they aren't interests of theirs. Yeah. So... That was my that was my last one. I'm yeah. I'm gonna give it a little bonus one, but that go ahead. I know. Do you, well, you have, I a, have bonus a bonus one too? One. Yeah. So okay, yeah. tell your bonus one. Okay, so my bonus one, kind of in a sense, going off the last one that I talked about a little bit. Girls, please listen to me when I say this. <laughs> if the only time that you see him is after the bars have closed. And in the morning, when you are waking up and one of you is doing the walk of shame, (laughs) then he is not that into you. He's not that into you. Period. Yep. If the only time he is calling you and wants to see you is when he is drunk after the bars, please take my advice and my words. You're just a booty call. Yeah. He is not into you, sister. He's just into the sex. I don't care what he looks like, what he smells like, (laughs) what he sounds like, what type of money he has. Yep. Don't do it. If you're only a booty call, then he's not into you. And again, if you're cool with that, then fine. If you're in the same place he is, where it's like you're totally fine with just being a booty call because that's all you see him as, then that's totally fine. You are on the same page. But don't be thinking that if he is just calling you over to have sex and then you leave the next morning or he expects you to leave the next morning and doesn't see you again until the next time he's drunk and wants to have sex, you two are not in the same place. No. So... Keep that in mind. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of like Bridesmaids. (laughs) When she, Bridesmaids, um, I can't think of Kristen, Kristen Wiig. I haven't seen that. You haven't seen Bridesmaids? (laughs) What in the fuck is wrong with you? I saw one scene. You've never seen Bridesmaids. Oh my God. We are watching Bridesmaids. So if you've seen Bridesmaids, you know what I'm talking about because she's sleeping with him in the beginning and that's all that they do. They don't ever go on date. She only sees him. Like, when they're sleeping together, but she really likes him, and she always makes excuses for him. Oh, so she thinks that they're in a different place, and he is Yeah, and she not wants to be in a different place. Uh, and that, yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. again, if you're totally down with just having, like, a booty call kind of... Which, I actually... I think the movie that represents that the most, it's a movie with Zac Efron. It's That Awkward Moment. Have you yes, seen that? Yes. I because that one. the girl that Zac Efron is always hooking up with, you know, he starts trying to talk to her and get emotional, and she's like... What are you doing? Yeah. And he's like, I just I just want to talk to you. And she's like, don't you have friends? 
She's yeah. like, that's not what we do. And yeah. then she gets her stuff and leaves. Absolutely. You were in the same spot. And when you weren't in the same spot, you communicated that and you got out of there. Yeah. So. And it's totally okay for females to do that. Oh, absolutely. Whereas this is another society thing that tells us that we can't do that. We can't enjoy it. We, it's like, no, you absolutely can. If you're not ready to settle down and you are in a place where it's I just want to have fun. I just want to hook up. I just yep. want to do this. Like, then go for it. Do it. The biggest thing. That also thing... doesn't mean, like, sleep with the entire town. But... <laughs> be safe. Be yeah. smart. Be safe. Yes. But the big thing is that you communicate that to whoever you're with. Communicate yeah. to who you're hooking up with that you're only interested in hooking up. Communicate to who you're, you know, hanging out with that you want to take things further. And that's what I told my nanny who's in her, like, dating phase and stuff mm-hmm. when she was like, oh, I really like this guy, but I don't know. And I'm like, don't even bother. I'm yeah. like, tell him straight up. I'm interested in moving forward. If you're not, then we just, mm-hmm. you know, we'll just let this go. No, no questions asked, no yeah. problem. But don't drag it out without knowing, you know, without being on the same page is yeah. what I'm saying. So. I'm just so glad I'm not dating anymore. Oh, my God. <laughs> when when so I hear happy. about it, I'm just, yeah, and even like sick. my little sister, I've got two little sisters who are still like in the dating world. And I'm yeah. like, Ugh. if anything were to ever happen between Aaron and I, I think I'm just I'm like just moving on to none. women. Yeah. And then I'm just going to be practical magic ladies and just live in a big house with a bunch of cats. I would be down for that. Absolutely. I'd be down. I think I'm done with men after Aaron, but then at that point I'm done with with it all. Yeah. Done with the relationships. No, thanks. We'll find our practical magic house. Yes. Oh, I want it so bad. I want, we need to do a practical magic episode where we cover that movie. Okay. So my little bonus one, when they share far too much, far too early. <laughs> Too many personal things. And so, for example, I have always been able to tell. It's hard to explain. Like, I can tell when someone is kind of sinister. Mm-hmm. Because, for example, That's I was. because you're fucking weird. I know. Like, <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. I can see you it. listen and watch weird I, shit. I, it's, it's a study. It's a study. I don't know <laughs> if I would call it. That. I could write a. What's it? I almost said I could write a doctorate. <laughs> I could write a dissertation. <laughs> On reading people because I was hanging out with a friend who brought like her couple friend and this girl introduced us to her boyfriend. He sat down at the table with us and she goes to walk away to get something. First time we've ever met this guy. And he starts talking like this. No, no. (laughs) he starts telling weird ass stories, stuff that first off, I didn't ask. I could I could have said, like, where are you from? And he would have been like, well, my father had his throat slit when I was oh six. And I'm and immediately, no, immediately, no, you're done. But why? No, because I feel like especially now you'd be like, oh, tell me more. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> but I don't think that that person becomes a good partner because when you are like straight. OK, so let me get serious. This guy back to this guy. I had just met him. He was not my boyfriend. I wasn't interested in dating. He was dating someone else at that party. And I just happened to be sitting at the same table as this guy. And he starts telling me this story about how when he was... And it's it's outlandish stories. It's different if they, like, have an interesting story that's, like, their icebreaker yeah. that they use to kind of, you know, like, get into social situations. But it's when I can tell that the story is made up, in mm-hmm. a sense. Because this guy started telling me about a story how when he was 16 years old, he was kidnapped by the cartel 
hotel and they drove him, tied him up and they hogtied him and they gagged him and they drove him 80 miles across the border. And then they left him tied to a telephone pole and he had to hitchhike his way back to America. No, they're going to kill and, you if they have and, you. And yeah, he started telling me all this stuff and I immediately was like, no, I don't like you. I don't like you. This, I don't like your vibe. First off. Why are you telling me these things? I don't even know your name. Second off, that all sounds like bullshit. It all sounds like bullshit. Yeah, I think that couple lasted like four weeks. And then it turned out that he was like a narcissist abuser asshole. So I was like, yeah, I could see that. I could absolutely see that. Yeah. Is that what turned you on to uh, your scary crime shit that you listen to? No, I think Goosebumps started that for me (laughs) when I was was seven. That started, that's deep roots. Deep roots. I mean, this is one thing about me and Sean is we both love scary shit. We both love scary movies. We love scary shit. But Shonda is on like a whole other level than I am. I am. It goes deep. (laughs) Yeah. It goes very deep. It goes very deep. I mean, from reading Goosebumps and Fear Street to reading scary stories to tell in the dark. And the, oh my God, it it goes very deep. She listens to all the podcasts. All the podcasts. All of them. All day, every day. It just, it's my, it makes up my soul. Makes me feel better about my life. (laughs) So, so yeah, that's, if he's automatically forthcoming with a whole lot of weird stories that don't really seem like they're 100% truthful, that's a red flag. Yeah. If they're not a genuine person, watch out. Yeah. So, yeah. For real though. I think that was it. We both technically that was a uh, 12 because we both had a little bonus one. I think we could uh, make multiple parts of this. We could turn this into a whole series. There could probably be a whole oh, podcast dedicated to red flags, but sure. we'll see if you guys really like this. We could maybe even we'll... do red flags for men to look out. <laughs> oh, to look out for women. Absolutely. You know what? Absolutely. That would be fun. Let's keep it. Uh, let's keep it. What? Uh, balanced. Let's keep it. Equality. Equality yes. is important here. We'll do 10 red flags we about do. women. Yeah. Absolutely. Some of them will probably be about me. I know. I'm like, <laughs> some of them will probably be about myself. But uh, we've already established. We'll let some. you guess which ones those yeah, are. Yeah, we'll let you see who we're talking about. So, I think that's it for today. I really yeah. expected this one to be shorter, but I guess we still made it to an hour. I know. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> some fine. of these are long, but hopefully they're fun and you're enjoying it. I know. Having a good time. You can always skip ahead if you don't like it. Oh but yeah, and these are good things to know. They are. They they're very important. And again. Go with your gut. Oh, yeah. If something seems off, don't, it's probably listen. off. Just listen. Just just listen to... Don't get in the car with George when it's supposed to be Bob. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> <laughs> don't get in the car with Bob when it's supposed to be George. Don't get in the car with fucking strangers. Don't. If you meet... That's the top red flag for today, but that's... This is uh, Brittany's red flag. Yeah. If you are talking to someone on the internet and you go to meet them, it's a public place and you bring your own mode of transportation yeah for they do not come to your residence and they do not get to take you anywhere in their vehicle for real are raised as children to (laughs) not get in the vehicle with strangers yeah and here i was and and many girls in our adult lives getting in the cars with strangers not shonda not shonda (laughs) whatever except my ubers that's still My, a stranger. It is. Can you believe that we do that now? Like, yeah, we're looking back doing thirty years ago. If people said that we would just, you know, call a stranger and they would come and pick us up and take us where we'd want to go, yeah. we'd be like, no way, absolutely not. But that's a thing. I don't do Ubers, not by myself. I have. Nope, a couple of times. I will not. 
but but I'll get into the strain. I'll get maybe you'll strangers. get into a stranger's car. Apparently, so <laughs> whatever works. We're we're both here. We're both alive. Oh. So well, that's all we got. Until next time. I know. Hope you guys enjoyed. We will uh, write we'll, into us. Yeah. Follow us on social media. What are your red flags? Yeah. What are the red your... flags that you think are your, like Ooh, your top? That'll five? be a good one. Write in some red flags yeah. for us that we can talk we can about. Share those the... on our Instagram stories yeah. or something. Yeah. And again, I think one. we could turn this and we can make a part two to this episode yeah. for sure. We'll see you next time, folks. Bye. Bye. Bye.